Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Wellovation Podcast, where we elevate your wellness as listeners. I am your host, professional podcast coach, Cody Williams, and we'd like to take this moment to thank our sponsors for this episode, Trinity Breakthrough Coaching and Splash Coffee Co. Experience a coaching journey without walls with Trinity Breakthrough Coaching. Trinity Breakthrough Coaching offers courses and memberships on comprehensive wellness, as well as one-on-one, group, and organizational coaching for all individuals and the collective in all walks of life. They also offer a free coaching community to all looking to transform their lives. It includes meditations, affirmations, masterclasses on comprehensive wellness, these very podcast episodes, coaching check-ins, and more. Experience the coaching journey without walls with Trinity Breakthrough Coaching today. Splash Coffee Co. Soak in the moment with Splash Coffee Co. with amazing tasting coffee. Splash Coffee Co. is a woman and minority-owned business who sources their coffee beans from women-owned and operated farms. Get your bag of coffee beans today at www.splashcoffeeco.com. All right, so let's get ready for episode two of season one of the Wellovation podcast. This episode, we're talking about anger and how anger, the emotion of it, attributes to other aspects of our lives. So sit back, relax, get a cup of coffee, and let's do this. Let's go. All right, we are back with episode two. I'm your host, professional podcast coach, Cody Williams. We discuss comprehensive wellness in this in this podcast. We, dis- we discuss uh, how we elevate your wellness, hence the name Wellovation. And we do it through a lens known as emotional intelligence for us. And so today we are talking about anger. Anger is such a prevalent emotion. In, in today's society, but even historically, anger has been such a present emotion for, for all of us, for humankind. And if you think about what we talked about in our last episode, where a lot of times as people, typically we only ide- identify uh, with three types of emotions, which is typically happiness, sadness, or anger, or being mad. And so Hence the reason why we wanted to dive into anger today. We wanted it to be one of the very first episodes that we discuss. And there's different types of anger, right? There there are so many different types of anger where we, almost in a way, we pigeonhole ourselves to, you know, just the typical types of anger, whether it's frustration or hate And in all actuality, there are so many different derivatives of anger emotionally that we need to be aware of. And so much about what we talk about in these podcast episodes has to do with building your awareness around these things. So let's just first start off with aligning on what the definition of anger is. So, you know, we're we're actually we're we're just going to we're going to keep it very simple here. We're going to rip this straight from Wikipedia and run through the definition of anger. So anger is an intense emotional state involving a strong, uncomfortable, and non-cooperative response to a perceived provocation, hurt, or threat. There's so much to unpack just in that, in that one statement there, but we'll, we'll continue. 
A person experiencing anger will often experience physical effects such as increased heart rate, elevated blood pressure, and increased levels of adrenaline and noradrenaline. Some view anger as an emotion which triggers part of the flight or fight response. So let's just let's just stop there for a moment. And let's go back. Let's take it way back, okay? Early part of the definition. Early part of the definition says it's an intense emotional state. So even right there, if we if we take into consideration all the different emotions that that we possess as humans, this one is characterized as being intense. Now, a lot of times we immediately associate the word intense with aggressive. And that may or may not be the case because you could have aggressive anger or you could have passive aggressive anger. So I don't want us to quickly, you know, let our biases and stereotypes take over in a sense to where we miss the totality of what we're trying to, to discuss here. Right. But with that being said, it is an intense emotional state involving a strong, uncomfortable and non-cooperative response to a perceived provocation. Perceived, which is why awareness is so incredibly important because awareness helps us determine what is an accurate perception for ourselves. And so often in times, again, going back to whether it was how you were brought up, different circumstances that were traumatic that you experienced, you know, how those things play a part into the, the shaping of your mentality, the shaping of your mind, the shaping of how you approach different situations and circumstances play a part in how you assess provocation. So based on that alone, provocation, hurt, or a potential threat, anger is the emotion that can rise up. Now, it also goes forward to say that a person experiencing anger will often experience physical effects. So anger in a way, in a way is an emotion, just like all emotions, but especially anger, can have a direct correlation to your health. Physical effects such as increased heart rate, elevated blood pressure, increased levels of adrenaline and noradrenaline. Those are things that that are important in regards to our physical makeup, in regards to a healthy lifestyle as well. And so again, you know, we mentioned before that emotions communicate things to our bodies. So the emotion of anger definitely communicates something to our bodies, which causes us to have those effects. Now, innately, we are human beings that are trying to survive innately. So we have survival mechanisms. So anger from an emotional standpoint can contribute towards surviving. But anger can also attribute towards destruction. Okay, so if we think about the survival mechanism, that's where that fight or flight comes into play to where you encounter some type of a stress or stressor or a traumatic event or circumstance. And then you initially and innately will typically either be flight or fight. So anger in itself essentially is quite a unique emotion. It is very unique. And I'm going to tell you why. One, because of the things that we just talked about, but then also because oftentimes anger 
is one of the most misdiagnosed emotions. And I, I can't tell you how, how important that, that part is. The fact that it often goes misdiagnosed for us. And a lot of times it can easily be for us indistinguishable between anger itself and sadness. And I touched on this a little bit in, in, in the last episode, um, and I'm about to hit it hard here because a lot of times when it comes to sadness, which we'll, we'll definitely have an episode on sadness, but a lot of times when it comes to sadness, for some, it's very difficult to deal with because there is a level of vulnerability that attaches itself to sadness. And a lot of us are very uncomfortable being vulnerable. So what do we often do? We often find ourselves suppressing potential sadness. We find ourselves avoiding potential sadness. We find ourselves quickly pivoting so innately, so subconsciously from sadness to anger, because a lot of times in anger, you do feel a sense of power. You do feel a, a sense of more control over yourself in a way. And, uh, and others and the situation, you, you almost feel like you can control the situation because you have power embedded within this emotion of anger. And then you also get the sense of su superiority sometimes. There are some things that you will do in an episode of anger that you would not do in a normal state. And when I say normal state, meaning the absence of the emotion of anger. There, a lot of times, you know, you'll, you'll hear the saying there, you know, there's one major thing that that a drunk person and an angry person have in common is that they possess the need to tell harsh truths. Right. So somebody gets, you know, inebriated, gets gets drunk. They begin saying things that may not necessarily be the, the best delivery, but there could be some truth to it. And then you have people that when they become angry, they start. The, the, the veil comes down <laughs> and they become very blunt, some. Um, and so they a lot of times people say that th there's an intersected commonality between the two. But with all of that being said, you get this sense within the emotion of anger, depending on what level of anger, that you can begin to do things that you wouldn't normally do under normal circumstances. Normal being the absence of the anger of emotion. Now, again, as I mentioned before, anger does associate itself to the survival mechanism. However, however, anger can also be, too much anger can be destructive. Too much anger can be destructive. And if untamed, anger can actually rot you from within. It really can in so many different ways, whether it's, you know, holding a grudge, whether it's just, you know, having a certain disposition towards certain situations or a group of people or, or certain things like anger can alter your approach to certain aspects of life to the point to where it crystallizes itself and becomes a subconscious part of your life to where you are now no longer even aware of how you approach certain situations and things. So anger is, it's, it's a beast. It can be a beast sometimes. Now, within anger, 
as I mentioned before, there are derivatives of anger emotionally. So as I mentioned, a lot of times we'll, we'll just we'll categorize our anger as, you know, as us being frustrated or we may take it to the stream and say anger, you know, corresponds to hate, which it does. Both of those things are true. But with anger being one of the core emotions. So, there, you know, and again, depending on the well, you know, there are different emotional wheels that are out there. But as a consensus, for the most part. You have fear, anger, sadness, surprise, joy, and love that in a roundabout way are considered to be core emotions. But each of those core emotions that I mentioned have first derivative emotions, and then those first derivative emotions have second derivative emotions. Meaning, within anger, First derivative emotions of anger are rage, exasperation, irritation, jealousy, and disgust. So keep in mind, hate, frustration are not the first derivatives of anger. Now, hate and frustration correspond to one of the first derivatives that I just mentioned, but it's not first. So when we say that there are levels to anger, there really are emotionally, there are levels to anger. So as an example, the emotion of of hate, that is a derivative of rage. So untamed hate can turn into rage, which then becomes full-blown anger. The example of frustration, frustration is the derivative of exasperation. So frustration that is unkept, that is untamed, can mature into exasperation, which then matures into full-blown anger. So if you think about this, right? If you think about how you've been taught or how you have acquired an understanding to cope with frustration, If you have mastered that or if you have not mastered that, that will determine how you carry yourself as a whole subconsciously. So we're getting pretty deep here. So untamed frustration can turn into exasperation. Untamed exasperation can turn into full-blown anger. And again, when you're operating in anger, you are experiencing an intense emotional state involving a strong, uncomfortable and non-cooperative response to a perceived hurt, threat, or provocation. So the perception of the provocation, the hurt, and the threat doesn't even have to be accurate in order for your emotions to be real concerning that sequence of events or event or situation. And what I mean by that is that emotions are always going to be real to us. Emotions are always real to us, but that doesn't necessarily mean that emotions are always accurate meaning emotions can also be inaccurate i was uh, I, I was having a nightmare one time and in this nightmare i had like this never ending fall and somebody had pushed me off a cliff and i literally woke up in a cold sweat and i had a strong emotion of fear and that strong emotion of fear was very real to me but it wasn't accurate meaning that It wasn't a real situation 
that caused a real emotion for me. So it that so the the nightmare in itself was just a nightmare. But I still woke up in the cold sweat. I still woke up with a strong emotion of fear. So it takes a very heightened level of awareness to have an avid understanding of what is considered to be accurate versus inaccurate when it comes to that. And as a lot of times as people, we struggle with that. I mean, we struggle. So this is why you can be around a person, as an example, that has this strong, angry emotion towards something. And you may be thinking to yourself, wow, that's that's not a big deal. Which you should never say to a person, by the way. (laughs) And you should never tell a person that their emotions are not real because they are very real. Right. So we we could start there. Um, But. It's it's important to understand that that if you are dealing with somebody or if you are dealing with yourself, it is important to first acknowledge the fact that emotions are real. So that emotion of anger is real. So to try to dismantle that emotion of anger or disprove that emotion of anger, that emotion of anger is not necessarily always the best step to start. Acknowledgement usually helps with that. With others, but then also with yourself. And the reason why it helps so much with your with yourself is because if you don't acknowledge it, you will either suppress it or you will avoid it. And that's not good for anybody. I like to liken this to let's say you have a skillet on a, on a stove over a burner. And let's say the burner is on low heat. Lowest heat possible. And let's say you crack an egg into the skillet that's over low heat. It will take some time for that egg to start blanching white. So think about the same scenario, except now you're cracking an egg over a skillet that is on high heat. As soon as that egg touches that skillet, immediately it will begin to blanch white. Why? Because there's already an associated amount of heat that instantly starts that chemical reaction with the egg. Now, not trying to get too scientific on you. I'm trying to keep this as basic as possible. There are some people that walk around on high heat, meaning all it takes is for you to simply crack an egg over their skillet and instantly that egg is going to start to cook and it's going to start blanching white. There are others that walk around on low heat, meaning it takes a little bit more For them to get to the point to where that egg is cooking. And so depending on your walk of life, depending on your past, your, you know, how you cope with different situations, how you've had to enact survival throughout the course of your life, how you've dealt with hurt and pain and threats in the past that have inevitably accumulated up to your current response now, you could be walking around on high heat. And there is a possibility that things that normally shouldn't cause a strong emotion of anger for you cause a strong emotion of anger. And there are some of you that are walking around on low heat, meaning there could be things that require a strong emotion of anger that you simply never tap into. So one of the things I say all this to say, it's important to have a valid understanding of self. And this is why I said earlier that emotions 
are are so important to recognize what's unique for you and what's not. Anger in itself can be a unique emotion. Oftentimes, anger is one of the emotions that is misdiagnosed. So it's time for us to change our perspectives on this. The more exposure we have to knowledge and information, the more chances we have to make a choice on how we want to change our perspective on those situations. So anger in itself is not bad. Okay, so if you think about what what I've said before, we need all emotions. Emotions communicate things to our bodies. We need the emotion of anger. Now, what we do with the anger is also equally important because there are some people, unfortunately, that are spending their life in the penitentiary because of a very quick reaction based on an emotional state of anger. There are some people that have made split second decisions that have cost them their ability to live a free life because they do not know how to tame and appropriately respond to their anger. Now, some of you may be listening to this and you're saying that's a very extreme example. Okay, let's bring it back. There are some of you within your home dynamics in the workplace that should not be responding to the emotion of anger the way that you are. So whether it's you getting ticked off and you're immediately responding to the email or you're immediately responding with a comment on social media, there are some things that are best kept to wait. And then there are other situations that are best kept to take action. My job is not to tell you which one to do. My job is to help you gain an avid understanding and awareness of who you are so that you are making the best decision for yourself when these types of situations arise. Because, again, it's not just an aggressive type of anger. It can be passive aggressive. There are some of you that intentionally will let others miss out on opportunities because of your response to your emotion of anger. So we talk about all this and, okay, you may be saying, all right, well, 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 Cody, what's the goal here, right? So obviously we have this understanding of anger, but, but what's the goal? The goal should be to experience momentary anger. Now, what do, what do I mean by that? Meaning, oftentimes when we experience anger, it sets off a, a, a sequence of, and a chain of events for us. And we begin, some of us will overgeneralize things, some of us will will minimize things. In some way, shape, or form, we will use cognitive distortions to help us cope with the emotion of anger that we feel. Okay? So what I'm asking you to do and what I'm challenging you to do is to change your perspective of your anger. Meaning, what I mean by this is let's get to the point to where we are now starting to experience and leverage anger as a communication signal to ourselves to promote a level of awareness. Think about that. That means when you experience anger, before acting, you are now becoming intensely more aware of yourself and your surroundings because of that anger so that now you can make a more appropriate decision. Now, 
What comes along with that awareness, Cody? I'm glad you asked. Like I just said, you will get a more appropriate diagnosis of what's going on at the time, which in a sense gives you confirmation. Either yes, I deservedly should be feeling this way. This is an accurate feeling or no, based on this circumstance that I just experienced, this is somewhat of an inaccurate emotion. But the emotion still exists. Why? Because it is very real to us. Once you are able to approximate and appoint what the diagnosis is for you, now our perception of this can change even more. Now the way we perceive this can change even more. Now this is where we can start to substitute what the opportunity is within this emotion. And again, too much of anything can be bad for you, but too much of anger in particular can rot you at the core. So now that we have an avid awareness of what this emotion is, what if we ask ourselves, okay, well now what's the opportunity for reconciliation within this situation? Ooh, that's good. What is the opportunity to reconcile within my emotion of anger, whether it's internally or whether it's outwardly, externally with others that I'm involved with that's causing the anger, anger potentially? And then within that reconciliation, there could be a couple of different things that are appropriate within that, within that reconciliation. And that is maybe it's self-protection, which is a step. Maybe, she, maybe it's establishing boundaries for yourself. Maybe it's forgiveness, either internally or externally, or possibly even both. And we could have a we could have a, a whole nother whole, whole nother discussion on, on forgiveness and what it looks like internally versus externally. Depending on the circumstance, they, they both are needed. Usually internal forgiveness is almost always needed for yourself. But that's that's another discussion. But now you have the ability. To take the emotion of anger, recognize that it's there, acknowledge that it's there, and then now substitute your perception of you feeling angry to now make a better decision. Look at it as an opportunity. So when you start to feel that power or, or the ability to, to, you know, the blood pressure is increasing, you're like, you're, you're boiling, <laughs> that egg is cooking a lot faster than normal or not as fast as it should be. Now you can begin to prompt yourself on what the most appropriate response to the emotion of anger for yourself should be. And I can tell you this, it's going to look different for everybody. Why is that? Because we all come from different backgrounds, have different experiences that have gotten us to where we are today. But one thing that remains that connects us all is at some point in time, we will experience a level of anger. So we haven't even gotten into all the second derivative emotions of anger. So that's something that we will, we will definitely get into um, because there are some very interesting emotions that go along with that. But the first thing is to make sure that we are building the awareness around this particular emotion for ourselves. And whether or not we're choosing accurate responses or inaccurate responses based on the emotion of anger that is real to us. So with that being said, hope you enjoyed this episode. 
um, I, I can't wait to dive into some more with you because this builds and it, and it grows. So this is not just something that's, that's one and done. And I might add, Rome was not built in a day. So it is not it is not my expectation at all for you to hear this episode and immediately make a change. And to be honest, that's what coaching is for, to help you make that change. However, it is the expectation that you hear this episode and you begin to internalize a little bit. Start having some conversations around this. Because whether we like to admit it or not, we all experience anger. We do. It is it is unavoidable. But what we do with that anger and how long we stay in that emotional state of anger is what we have control over. So I'll leave you with this. Just some words of encouragement that we always wrap up the episodes with. If there was any part of you that began to feel any type of shame or guilt in regards to your anger, I just want to tell you personally, you are not your anger. You're simply not. Your anger is a subset of your emotional realm, but it is not who you are. Remember that. Tell yourself that. What you tell yourself has power. Words have power. So make sure you're reinforcing your own identity with that positive statement. So we appreciate you listening. This has been episode two of the Wellovation podcast. See you on the next episode. Out. Oh, 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 oh,